0: Alright, what is up ladies and gentlemen, this is an extremely special episode of Christian Johnson's Journey Through My Brain as because this is the first time I'm actually gonna have a guest on my show. That is right, I have my buddy KJ on here who we met while I'm going to say uh, while working at a factory because if I name this factory or this plant... I'm sure that both he and I will wake up tomorrow. We step out our front door and there's going to be black bags put over our heads and we're probably going to be shipped to Mexico. Um, So we know better than to use slander because we signed a bunch of paperwork that said that we would not use slander against the company. Even though, holy fuck, if we were able to, damn, if freedom of speech was really a thing in this country... There's a lot there's a lot of shit that we could tell you guys.
1: You said that we signed paperwork saying that we
0: couldn't Uh, yeah, I mean we're dead, uh did you not sign the paperwork, especially when you get your badge for this certain area that says you are not to, allowed to use defamation of the company for the rest of you. What you about? Yeah, that's verbally, but this is, this is going out, you know, that, and I've been shitting on them too, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, you know, this is going to be recorded on the internet, and I'm sure one of them Nazis is gonna hear this shit, and be like, nine, 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 and they gonna come after our asses, so... Unfortunately, we can't use names. We can talk I mean, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a way we can talk about our, our experiences without using the name of the plant that we worked at. I don't know. The the lines are really really blurry. That's why I haven't talked about them before because honest to God, KJ, if I was able to I would have done a whole podcast already. About the three years that I spent at at that place. But again, the slander and the lines are are really, really blurry. Because yeah, I've got freedom of speech. But at the same time, like I said, in the paperwork for all of the companies that you and I worked for. We're not supposed to use slander against them, unfortunately. And I'm sure they would come after us if we did. Especially since you and I are both not white. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, guys, this is a really good buddy of mine, KJ. He is, uh, he and I bounce off each other's en- energy phenomenally. And I finally decided to do a topic which I knew was something that He and I would both be into and I figured, well, shit, if I'm going to have my first guest, you know, I'm going to do anime. And if I do anime, I'm going to have KJ on because truth be told, before I met KJ, I'd only watched like maybe two or three animes in my lifetime so far. At least ones that, like, I had avidly paid attention to and started following. So, you know, this this podcast, we're going to be kind of looking at, like, you know, animes that we both like, animes that he might like that I don't like, or animes that I might like that he doesn't like. And we're going to kind of compare and contrast animes to... You know, live action film, or you know what what the average person would say is, you know, oh that's just a cartoon, that's just for kids. And, yeah, like, you can't say that. No, you're. Yeah, they're like, really two different things. That, you just have to watch it to
1: understand. Yeah,
0: and I'm gonna sit there and be like, okay, if you're gonna call. An anime cartoons, and you're gonna say, "Oh, that's for kids." Okay, here's an anime you can let your kids watch. Let them watch Goblin Slayer. Oh yeah, let them. I promise you, though. Yeah, man, these are
1: these are made for
0: kids. Yeah. Cause
1: the first episode is it's gruesome.
0: Yeah, it is gruesome, and not only that, but just fucking, you literally see somebody get raped, and I hadn't seen that in a fucking anime before. I've exactly. seen that shit. And that's, and, you know, that's me personally. I'm going to. I like anime. I'm going to sit there and give that disclaimer out right now. But the biggest thing I cannot stand about a lot of animes is fan service. And I'm not going to sit here and say that my favorite animes don't do it because some of them do. You know? And, um,. And that's that's my biggest thing. Is KJ? What's what's your opinion on fan service in animes? All right. So my opinion is, I really don't mind it.
1: It's just when it goes too far, and I think like Fire Force fan service like that is way too much. Well,
0: and yeah, no, Fire Force is like that one. With, with Fire Force, I just, gosh, that was just, it was stupid. It's not even like, like, like the girl literally, like, there's one scene, you guys, in this anime. And by the way, disclaimer, there's going to be a lot of spoilers for a lot of animes during this podcast. But the big one was Homegirl literally trips over a railing and then magically all her clothes just fall off. Like, that's, that's her gimmick. I don't know why they made
1: that her gimmick. She can be used in such a better way. than Because she's a... Okay, so in Fire Force, I'm sorry I gotta explain this, but in Fire Force, it, it, if you've seen it, you're on here for a reason. You're not looking, I. So her gimmick is every time she's on screen, damn near every time she's on screen, she gets naked somehow by accident.
0: And it's weird. Yeah, but the
1: it's show
0: is fire. So I, I, I can accept it. And I, I can agree because the, the show is I mean the show is dope as fuck and it's it's really, really unique, but the, the like I said, the, that's the shit that drives me up the wall. It's like that's like literally the only fan service of the show. Like the it doesn't happen anywhere else in the show. But for some reason, with this character, just like you said, it's her gimmick. It happens every time she is on screen for any part of the episode. It happens at least once per episode that somehow she loses all her clothing. And it's in the most ridiculous, unexplainable, inexcusable way. It's bad. Yeah, it is bad. And... I'm going to jump over to one that's another big favorite of KJ and I's. And I'm going to jump over to My Hero Academia. Oh, Lord. They,
1: they like, there shouldn't be as much fan service as there is. Because most of these characters are teenagers.
0: Exactly. that's The first the...
1: minute sophomores in high school.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, that...
1: why, why does Momo Yowie Rosa have the body of Jennifer Lopez
0: back in her 30s. And and not just that, but why does most of the time you see Yayu Rosa use her quirk? She's got to open up whatever tank top or shirt she's using just enough so that you don't see nipple, but you might as well see nipples just so that her quirk goes into effect. But if, I wouldn't even call that fan
1: service because she literally has to
0: show skin for her quirk to work. Yeah but I mean like literally her fucking hero uniform is like just her in a tank top and shorts. So all her skin is exposed the whole time. How come she has to like unzip her shirt split it open so that her titties are more exposed and then her quirk starts working. And with... And and the same thing with, uh, and the one they don't have an excuse for, is Uchako Ururaka. You know, yes. like in season three, when they're at the camp, and you have that scene where Mineta, who is trying to climb the wall, and Good see man. all, and he's... I don't blame Mineta, bro. <laughs> I was him too. Like, you can't blame him. I'm not blaming Mineta. I'm not blaming the character Minetta. The writers,
1: that's why I blame. That is Minetta can do no wrong. Yes,
0: yes, he, yes he is
1: awful in many ways, but he can do no wrong. He's like R.
0: Kelly. Uh, do not fucking bring R. Kelly into this goddamn <laughs> podcast. I swear to God. I will not do a goddamn thing for you if you try to promote R. Kelly. If you try to promote R. Kelly or Kanye West or Chris Brown on my podcast, I swear to you, I will do... You want to talk about slander. I'm going to do the most slander on your name. It's not even fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, just think about it, yo. R. Kelly could do a lot of wrong. I have a lot of artists that I listen to. I listen to a lot of music, but I promise everybody out there, R. Kelly is not on any of my playlists. I don't give a fuck how good his music is. You know, uh, it's he was he was guilty. Everybody knows that motherfucker is guilty. So no, there's no R. Kelly anywhere. ...in my life, except for this cocksucker, Kelvin here, who's trying to bring him up. I ain't going I music in mine. That man is
1: whoo! Because I've learned to separate the man from the music.
0: That's like saying um, you're willing to separate Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein... Because of the movies that he gave money to to be produced. And... If, if, if he helped fund it, and it's a horrible movie. Okay, well, Harvey Weinstein helped produce Pulp Fiction, um, Django, Hateful Eight.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: Oh, gee, look, look, he can't do no wrong either. <laughs> That's bullshit. See, that's why I know you full of shit. So we're going to stop talking about this. He can't do no wrong either, goddamn. <sighs> that line up of a do what you want, my Ma, man. No, that's, that's, that's where he's all wrong. And like I said, y'all got to understand this is a comedic podcast um, as well. But also freedom of speech. And I do not condone KJ's opinions for myself at all. Uh, but at the same time, I also feel like people are way too easily offended. So if you get offended by this podcast, just stop listening to it. Hey, I I don't condone those actions either, but you can't lie that that's not a fire line of a movie. Uh, All he did was give money to him. Meanwhile, the whole time he was just raping a bunch of women who were, he was basically like, Hey, you want to roll in Hollywood? You know, you you, you want to be in this fucking movie? Well, meet me at this hotel. And... But none of that is getting put into the movie, though. No, it didn't That's get put into the fucking movies because it's real life. Money knows no bounds. <laughs> Gosh, you are so fucking stupid. Anyway, but I'm going to go back to Uraka, who's like... A character whose quirk does not require any part of her body being exposed. But there's an episode in season three of My Hero Academia where a character named Mineta is trying to climb a wall so that he can spy on the other side where these females are in a jacuzzi or, you know, taking baths or whatever. And he gets to the top. And then a character named Coda, who was the nephew of uh, Kitty Pride, right? Is that her name? Yeah. Um, He's up there. It's either her or Pixie Bob. I forgot. Yeah, it's one of the two. And then Coda, her nephew, is up there, hits him in the face with a shovel or a bucket or something. And then he turns around... And looks at all the female characters. Because his aunt is like. Thank you Koda. Aizawa warned me about one of the guys. From class 1A. And you just see. All the female characters. Including the teenage ones. Where the only thing. Covering any nudity. Is just their hands across their chest. And you literally see. Everything else. And. And it's something that happens like I said in a lot of animes in Japan. I don't know what the hell you got going on. Hey, I'm not
1: gonna lie. One of my favorite shows right now is damn near
0: only fan service because it's extremely funny. You talking about Kono Suba?
1: Yes. Look, Chris, I look, <laughs> I know you hate fan service, but you you have if you love a main character that can make you laugh because he's so relatable. I promise you. Please give Kono Suba a try. And anybody that listens to this, if you made it this far, I thank you for listening. We thank you for listening. But please, please, anybody listening, watch Kono Suba Beginning Life in a New World. It it is to me the funniest show, it has two seasons, and there's a movie, Whew. I'm telling you man, like to me, it's it's out of this world funny, every episode, damn near, my, my
0: side is hurting, well um, I know even, been... <sighs> alright, okay, I gotta ask you a question, because this has been, uh, hot button issue for those of you who are listening and don't know. KJ's been trying to get me to watch the show One Piece. Since almost as long as you know, he's known that I like anime. He's been trying to get me to watch the show One Piece. Now, I gave it like, I think five or six episodes. Because the anime was on Netflix and it was the you know, it was the sub version, but I, I was just, I, it's just too fucking happy-go-lucky for me, so KJ, I'm gonna put this on you right now, I'm gonna put you on blast, you get to choose one, Suba or One Piece? Oh, see,
1: I feel like the One Piece art style, because it, it takes a minute to like really start like improving Like, quality-wise, but in each art style that they have, if you don't include filler, which isn't very much, but, um, like, in its respective style, in certain parts, they make it look, they do it really well. There are certain memorable scenes that will last forever. Well,
0: and I mean, I remember you showing me certain clips. where I was super into it. Like, I think there was, like, this doctor you showed me who he had a... You called him Dragon Fruit? What are they called? Devil Fruits. Devil Fruits. And you showed me one where this guy is basically, like, able to make a room, and then he has a sword, and then he's literally able to chop everything. His his
1: name is... uh... Trafalgar beat Law.
0: That's that's that man. He's like the Levi of One Piece. And we're we're gonna get to that show in just a minute because I know that's the show that we're probably gonna spend a lot of time talking about. Yeah. But.
1: But he and him and Levi have the same voice actor,
0: so it's perfect. Oh shit! I did not know that. Yeah, they got the same voice actor. Yeah. No. And you showed me that scene where he's just like. He He's with somebody in the same room as him, and he's like, please, lay flat on the ground. And then there's this guy who has a devil fruit that, like, basically, he's, like, I'm gonna say it, he looks like he's all in blackface, but I guess it's armor. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. It's, uh, so, in
1: one piece, there are, there are three main types of, like, powers there's hockey which every living thing has hockey there's observation hockey where you can like it's like uh like when you can feel something coming feel uh like a strong enemy coming or a presence like like have y'all ever got, gotten that feeling of like you're being watched like that mm-hmm. um there's armament hockey which allows you to harden your skin with like um, like coat your skin in like a hardening material to where you can harden things that you touch and use your double fruit with too. That that might have just been confusing as hell. I'm sorry about that. One. No, you're
0: good. No, you you explained it just fine. And uh, so just to and then, oh, go oh, ahead.
1: There's one more. Um, and then there's Conqueror's hockey which very few get. It's like um the stronger your will is, the stronger it becomes. And all three of these powers um will increase with battle experience. You know what I'm saying? So the oh. more you use it <coughs> the stronger to become. Like observation hockey you can see like you have a little bit of foresight. Hmm. The armament hockey. You can like put like a force field around you of armament hockey, and like like use like an external piece of hockey. You know what I'm saying? Hmm.
0: So it almost it almost sounds like it almost sounds like the Nen abilities from Hunter x Hunter, except it's a, it's a fruit. Yeah. that yeah that makes sense but anyway like i said guys he's he's shown me some clips of one piece where i'm just like okay i can get into this but then he's also shown me some other clips or talked to me about some other segments and i'm just like i can't do it but at the same time he's trying to get me, he's been also trying to get me to watch Suba. For a while, not as long as he's been trying to get me to watch One Piece, but at the same time, if it's littered with fan service, I might just have to go with fucking One Piece. I'm going to bite the bullet and just watch One Piece and forget about it.
1: I'm telling you, even though the fan service is bad, it's so funny because this is how I I can imagine there being something like this in real life. I can imagine seeing first hand accounts of everything that happened. Cause it's just
0: that funny. Hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, so let's, let's go back over this. Let's say what are the ages or, of the characters that this is happening to? Is this another My Hero incident?
1: Okay, hold up. Hold up. Let me, cause I know I just want to make sure I'm getting it right.
0: Now, like, because I can let a lot of shit go, but it's just when it comes to and I hate to say it because I know I was slandering the people that call anime cartoons, but I'm going to sit here and say this: when it comes to anything animation and you're sexualizing a character, especially ones who are under age is when I have issue And, and one of the, one of the biggest points of this is, um, Hunter x Hunter, there is a character named Hisaka, who he's, I mean, he's a beast. He is an absolute beast. And this guy is literally like if they were to make an, a Japanese Joker, Hisoka is pretty much who this guy is. Like, and he's just, he's an all around beast. But then as the show progresses, you kind of get little hints here and there. Like, okay, even for your character, that's a little funky. And there's at one point where the main protagonist Gone in this show faces off against him in the um Tower of Heaven arena and he is being beaten up by Gone and he's just like moaning. Like he's not even screaming out in pain, he's moaning. And then he's just like, Oh, I can't wait to break you. <laughs> Hold up, what? You're taking that out of context. That is not out of context. Is that not, not what happens? He's he's, is he's literally, how going. How is you. literally throwing punches at Hisoka, beating the shit out of him, and then Hisoka's like, oh, no, I can't wait to no, break you. That's exactly how he says you can't, it. You can't use that. You can't use something else. I know exactly what you're going to talk about, which is the next one I was going to talk about, which is they're in this game. What's the hold name up, of the... Hold g- up. Let me, let me explain this one first. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Okay.
1: So, no, cut and Gon are... Basically, like, Hishoka wants to see Gon at his full potential. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, like... He, he really wants to he sees potential. He probably knows who Gone's dad is, so that's why he wants to see the potential. But it's like. You you can't say that because he was just like. He's getting stronger.
0: Hell yeah. That's not. That is not the context of that he scene he gets, whatsoever. Was that wasn't no battle. He was getting off on getting hits from Gone. So, yes. Right. This is a good fight. No. I'm the progress. Well the progress. well the the creators of the show and the writer of the manga could have represented it in a whole different way. But there's another scene, my ladies that's the, and that's the best way to do it in his character. No, it's it's not. He could have sat there and been like taking the hits, landed, wiped some blood off of his face and been like you have definitely improved. Or some shit like... He could have done it... They could have done it a whole hell of a lot better than him moaning with each punch. That's, that's not something he's a because cool we know he's a, cool a raw man. He's a fucking pedophile, is what he no, is. No, he is not. Oh, hey, okay. don't let him... Don't let him... Okay, he might be, but... <laughs> Y'all hear that shit, right? I might I might yeah, Hisoka might be. And there's a reason, and I'm gonna cut KJ off here, is there is like I said, I love this anime and this was one of those almost like one piece I didn't think I would like because it just had too much of a happy go lucky feel. But you see how dark he
1: turns.
0: Yeah, it you, you, you Yeah, you gotta you gotta give it some patience. But once you get to, like, especially once you get to the Phantom Troop arc, that's when shit really starts to go down. Even even in the, um,
1: even in the exam stuff, it was getting dark.
0: Yeah. Remember the prison where
1: Kayla took that man's
0: heart? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where, and you, and you see how much of a boss Kayla is, or really is, for the first time. And... This guy's just like, Oh, I've murdered this many fucking people and Kilo is like, let me take him. And they and then you get to like the graduation stuff where they have to face off against each other. And then when it when I, where I really feel like it gets dark is when Gon, Kurapika, and who's the other guy who's stupid as fuck, but he's really funny. Leorio. Leorio was a good character. He... But he disappeared... Okay, can I... Alright. Spoiler alert again. This episode's gonna be full of spoiler alerts. I was high-key kinda pissed off. And you know I just recently finished the show, KJ. I was high-key kinda pissed off that... They are sitting there trying to call Kurapika. And he sees his phone ringing... And he just looks at it... And then just closes his eyes... And lowers his head... And... I think that man has a lot on his plate right now... Well I mean... And they were sitting there trying to resolve a lot of fucking problems... You know... And it, it, and it started off with... Picking the chairman for the Hunters... And Netero... I gotta get... Ooh... Netero is that man... Dude's Nen ability is literally like, oh, my heart stops. Here's a fucking nuclear bomb. Like, that's that's not his Nen ability. That was just one oh. hard. his heart. Yeah. And they knew if Nero can't take him out, then we're going to die if it doesn't die. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a fail-safe plan just in case. Because I'll be damned if, if he dies, we're fucked. What's his... What's his name called? One Thousand Hands or One Thousand...
1: A hundred type Buddha
0: Zotspa? Something like that? Yeah. And it's... I mean, it's pretty... It's pretty bomb. Basically, like... This massive statue that resembles Buddha... Appears right behind Netero. And it's got over a hundred arms. And... As Netero is going through each level, basically he moves his hands in real time and just along with him, the statue that resembles Buddha that's right behind him mimics his movements. And he uses this on the King Chimera Ant who was OP as shit. It was a great he was a great you villain. You can't talk about good villains in
1: anime if you don't bring him up. Cuz then you're not doing him justice.
0: And you're you're absolutely fucking right. He is especially because he's just he's so raw. Like he doesn't you know, he excuse me. Uh he doesn't he doesn't really understand why he's doing what he does, but he has such a He's, he's learning. He's he's like a child, five five, like starting to figure stuff out. And this guy okay. this guy is basically like when he's first born like like the scene where he's born, his mother is sitting there telling him, Not yet, not yet and he just goes, Silence I'm sorry, if I was a mother giving birth, and I was trying to tell my child not yet hold on, and then I heard the term silence, I'd be like, y'all just gut me open and take the motherfucker. I don't want to live to see this shit. <laughs> but he, he literally basically gives birth to himself. He's just like, you know what, I'm tired of gestating. I'm tired of growing. I'm just going to fucking do it and so he bursts out of his mother's stomach which by the way um there's a scene kj that's really important where one of the warrior ants um the one who i thought was going to be more relevant as the show concluded where he's where his mother died and then there's like this tiny tiny little baby like the size of a fucking pinky that they pull out of her and then nothing is done about that. I was low key kind of pissed about it. No, that little baby was that um that teenage girl that kite became. Oh, okay. See, now I need to rewatch it. I must have not See, been paying I, attention. I think that's who that was. And that's let's talk was. about kite, okay? They did that man wrong. No. Okay. So the 1999 version first. Or no, I have not watched that version. Okay. So,
1: when I first started watching, I watched a little bit of the first one by accident.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I kept watching it cuz it was it was still pretty good. So, in the first episode, they actually introduced Kite. Hmm. As, Like you get you see gone with, like, out in the forest and this uh, little, what was it called? It was, like, a bear cub. And he picked it up because he was crying or something. And then Kite had to save him from the mama bear. He was, like, scolding like, do you know how dangerous
0: these things are? Like, are you serious, kid? Hmm. And then, like, he sees that gone is extremely good with animals. Hmm. And that is a trait that most Hunters have. have Yeah most great
1: hunters have that, like animals can sense that And like the animals are like More like
0: Comfortable around them I'ma say mm-hmm. And like that's how he knew Like
1: Okay this kid is special And then it just so happened to be That Kite's Kite's teacher Is those dead.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember that part of the show, but I just I don't. And then even before, kite kite
1: told him about his father, and he like and he that's the reason why he went to do the hunter exam. Hmm.
0: His aunt back
1: home, Hunt, aunt Mako, I think.
0: Mako, ah, uh, leaves from the vine. Falling so slow, okay, stop, stop. like fragile tiny stop. shells drifting stop. in the that foam, is, is. little hey. soldier boy hey, come marching home, brave you know soldier boy know what that does. comes marching home. You know what that does. I know what it does to people. It it does it to me every fucking time that I hear it. I remember we used to sing it all the fucking time at work. It is. And I, actually, we're going to add that show because honestly, I'd, I high key. No, we can't stick to one. We're going to add that show to this podcast is what I'm saying. Yeah, we're not going to add that to it right now. We're gonna, But we're talking about Hunter X Hunter right now. I know that.
1: To the hunter exam is if you catch the king of the river that like his the village he lived in right beside it was this giant river or lake or whatever it was body of water and there was a giant apex predator in there that his aunt said if you can catch it you can go to the hunter exam when you turn twelve and then he um uh, he caught it after yeah. training he caught it with a
0: bare minimum fishing fishing rod. Just bamboo and string damn near. And that's that's where the I would I I'm gonna say remake of the anime starts off is like in that first episode he catches yeah. that fish at the very beginning. You just yeah. don't see what you were talking about prior. So
1: like if you would have started with the nineteen ninety nine version Mm. at least had some upside on who Kite was. And I think that's what they were wanting to do. And people realize, oh, this is Kite. And then the moment he dies, it's like, oh,
0: man. My thing, my thing is this, is Kite was like literally the most, one of the most badass characters, especially introduced during the Chimera Ant arc. His character model to be he is perfect in every way of that especially especially his nin ability where he basically like like he rolls like it's not like necessarily like a dice but it's like a slot machine isn't it that yeah. chooses his weapon and his, his uh his like his nin
1: ability is basically gambling on which weapon he gets and the thing about his nin ability that makes him another like spectacular character is in contrast of him, his nin ability has like a, a sentient being inside of it mm-hmm. that's that's basically a clown. So it's like you get like this serious aspect, and then whenever he needs a weapon, you get this clown that pops out. Like how does like how does that work? I don't know. Okay,
0: I don't know. Yeah and it's and and it and you're right it's totally a contrast to him but the way that it works is is perfect and and what I love so much especially after he explains it to Gon and Killua and he's just like ah oh, this ability is such a pain and they're like well, then why the hell did you choose this ability like you know cuz obviously everybody kind of Develops their Nen ability on their own. But obviously, every Nen has a give and a take. You know, you can't, you, just like Kurapika's Nen, for example, which is called Emperor Time, right? That's, that's Kurapika's, yeah. And basically, his is, he is basically able to master all forms of Nen only while fighting these certain characters called, or these certain group of people called the Phantom Troop. but if he doesn't obey that rule that he set himself, he himself will die. And, and then, and then on top of that, for every minute that he uses his ability, it takes a year off his life. So he, he can't even afford to be in there for 10 minutes exactly because that's a hundred years or no, 600 was years. Fighting for an entire minute. Yeah, <laughs> no. and I mean, that whole fucking thing is just like you know, kudak because he's you know, but and that's, that's why when uh, Uvo punched his arm and he thought he broke it, he, he just like he had uh. He had a what was it? Enforcer? What was that? I don't remember. It was a it's gone shit. Dang.
1: I'm I'm so out of it. I've always been keeping up with one piece and other stuff. But it's like I haven't I haven't looked at this in a minute.
0: Me neither. So
1: should have really studied before I did this.
0: <laughs> I told you i I gave you started yesterday. I gave you an outline, but, um, no, but then, and, and then like, for example, there's the part where Kite basically takes out a scythe and very similar to what KJ was telling me about with one piece. He's basically with this scythe able to chop all the chimera ants that are within a certain radius of him completely in half and kill them and you know but it's just it's it's so funny because every time he gets a weapon he's always talking about just like oh what a pain and you're sitting and just like going in kilowatt because they do it i think two or three times where they're just like then why did you choose this ability and it's just one of those things and um and truth be told, Hunter X Hunter is probably the most I'm gonna say unique anime that I've watched. And Huh? You haven't watched one? I know, I'm saying that I have watched. And and honestly, I was sincerely doubting it for a good minute. Because I just, the whole happy-go-lucky thing, especially with the, what's the, what episode is it where they, like, have to cook a meal? And then the lady gets pissed off, and then she's just like, and then Netero comes in, and he's like, you can't fail all of them, you're being unreasonable. And so she's like, fine, go capture these eggs from these spiders. And you know, and it, it's, it, it just has, the spider, the spider hawk age. yeah, the spider hawks, and the whole thing, you're just like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's got, like, a kid-like feel to it, but then, you get, 15, 20 episodes further, and you're just like, oh, damn, especially, okay. all right, I'll go wait. ahead. Way possible. Okay. The story progresses with how the main character is like transforming. That's at a good first, point. At first, he's
1: an innocent little kid, and like we go through the trauma that he's experiencing, like in the Hunter Exam, he saw he he could
0: kill multiple people. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, it's not against the rules in the Hunter okay. Exam.
1: May the weak prevail, or may, may the weak die, and you know, the strong prevail. That's exactly what it is. Gon almost got killed
0: himself a couple of times. Oh, yeah, he does multiple times. And he. And. Uh, but then. That one episode. Gosh, like the build. The whole time when. He. Goes through. All the trouble of taking P2 to Kite. And then she's just like, you know he's already dead, right? And he loses his shit. And he basically transforms into like a fucking Super Saiyan 10. Dude's hair is like literally 50 feet long. And he's like 9 feet tall. Super shredded. But it's taking his life away as he's using it. And, I mean, and... And another thing... Like,
1: he... Going is like...
0: He's he's a child that you would expect to go through this kind of adventure. Yeah, you're right. We, like... You know,
1: after the hunter exam and half the heavens arena is when we start to see Gome's mentality turning into like it's a it's like he doesn't even look at it as good and bad. He looks at it as if you're helping him that's good. But like if you,
0: you could murder three hundred people, but as long as you're helping him, it's like hey, I'm cool with it. That's true. I don't care. You're helping me. Like it's like mm-hmm.
1: his judgment.
0: Well, it's it's because, and he maintains it almost throughout the whole show, and Until it's... yeah, finally snaps, and it's... Yeah, like, and, and, and that... See the and yeah, see As soon as dies, we, we see it, and, like, the show takes an extremely dark turn. Yeah, and, and it's like it's, the whole time, he, even after seeing all the fucked-up shit that he's seen throughout the entire show... He and not just hope, but he maintains that childlike innocence and then Kite dies and he realizes that P2 is the only one that can save him possibly. And then all of a sudden his character just flips and P2 is like, listen, it's going to take me at least one hour to repair her wounds. And he goes, fine. Fine. You said one hour then I will wait here for one hour no more and then he just sits there staring at her the whole at her the whole time and that's just like that's a the complete equal opposite of gone. Like gone Like you just have to experience the show first man. That's true and you will you will see how this show breaks an innocent kid. And even after, like, after he went through all that, he went back to being his normal self. Yeah. Even though his dad, after finally seeing his dad, was just like, listen, I never wanted you to fucking find me. And then while they're having the election, everybody is like, he's your fucking son. What the fuck are you doing? Like, everybody starts flipping. I thought that part was hilarious. Yeah, and then he went in there and started whooping their ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like everybody was like, "Get him, please!" And then, and then he pokes his head out of a doorway and he goes, "Fine, if you're truly my son and you truly want to see me, meet me here, and I will be there waiting." And you're just like, "Damn!" And one of the parts, and I, I hate. It's it, it wouldn't be funny to the average Joe, but one of the parts that makes me laugh so hard is when they get that recording of Gone's dad, him and Kiloa, and he's listening to it, and he goes, well, I bet if you're listening to this, you want to come find me. Well, unfortunately, I don't want to see you. <laughs> and like, just... Like, he keeps, he keeps his whole fucking, he keeps his whole like, you know, like an adult talking to a child tone, but he's just like, well, I don't want to see you. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> and the whole thing is just, it's, it's funny to me. It shouldn't be funny, but the way that the scene is presented is just, it's, it's one of those things that made me laugh while watching the show. Um, but it's gosh guys it's like I said the most unique anime I have ever seen and I know unlike One Piece like my buddy KJ keeps talking about it's I'm telling you man I will I have to find you know what watch watch One Piece over Kono Subaru Okay. Alright. alright so we finally made a selection but it's It's one of those guys like is is it going to be an introductory anime that I give to you? No. If if there's animes out there that I would say watch these before you watch any other anime, I'm just going to list them off right now and that's going to be I have one. What's I that? Have one. You have to watch it at some point because
1: to me it is the most perfect story written in anime because everything adds up it's just a giant spider web of information to where something on the complete other side adds up to something on the other uh, side and it makes a hundred percent sense there's nothing in the show that doesn't throw you off when you actually figure it out and it keeps you thinking even after
0: the show ends, it's called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yo, I can vouch like there's nothing better than watching that show because it, it might it might get a couple of tears at you. Uh, episode three. Oh yeah, Daddy. It hurts. Ouch! It hurts, it hurts, Daddy. It, it hurts. hurts. Yeah this this show is and and he's absolutely right now i the and i'm just i'm gonna be here because cage is gonna recommend all these animes and honestly i recommend full metal alchemist brotherhood 100 percent. it's a great one but i will not lie it does slow down in some arcs pretty significantly so you you gotta have a little bit of patience with it but it is no it's not it's and it's yeah uh, and the whole thing is just like and i could try and give you a synopsis um the best synopsis that i can give you is basically this guy and his brother um his brother his soul is basically attached to a piece of armor and then this kid what's the kid's name what's the main character It's Alf, not and Alf. And Edward. Edward, that's right. Edward is the main character. And he is able to do alchemy, which is basically like, I'm just gonna dumb it down and say the magic of this show without doing what's called an alchemy circle. And so he's. Was, uh, he tried to do uh,
1: human
0: transmutation. Yeah. That's what it was, and then he basically, and it was basically to try and bring his mother back from the dead.
1: And human transmutation is a forbidden, forbidden, it's like Mm -hmm. You you shouldn't do it, and if you do, that could be a crime punishable. And, you know,
0: they were kids. His brother lost his life. That's why his soul had to be bound to that suit of armor. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward lost his left arm and right leg, or right leg and left arm. One of the two. It's it's his right arm and left leg, I believe. Right arm and left. I think. And then, like they
1: would, like they learn how to do alchemy, and it's like they just.
0: You just have to watch it. I can I don't want to. I don't want to say too much. There and it, and it's one of those where it's really hard to like sit there and give like if someone if somebody were to sit there and give like a five sentence summary, the only thing yeah. I, and I'm I'm gonna try and do that right now. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood: Two brothers, Edward and Alphonse, become extremely popular alchemists after trying to revive their mom from the dead using human transmutation, which results in Alphonse being trapped in a suit of armor and Edward losing his right arm, left leg. But they still do not stop on their quest to be able to use human transmutation to bring somebody back from the dead. And I'm going to stop there, because I go any further than that, then I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And it's, but it's, it's, it's a great, great show. That was one of the ones I binged during uh, the coronavirus shutdown at the plant that KJ and I worked at. Oh yes, it was incredible. And so, yeah, that's, that's a really, really good one. But I'm going to jump in here and talk about the first anime that I'm going to say got me into anime and that is attack on titan and i could go on and attack on titan is one of those especially when you get into the third season of the show oh it is so it's perfect from start to finish there is not a downside in that show there right. isn't and the the only thing that people might find a little funky is the Titans are naked, but they don't have any genitalia. They're okay, like. Yeah. I but, see that? but, like, other than that, there's. It's. I have zero negative to say about this show, other than that one thing. that That's the one downside I can say I could find in that show. Um, there's,
1: there's
0: nothing really. No about the show in general. Unless you unless you talk about Jesse who was pissed off that they that season 3 and 4 are just basically like nazism. Yeah, that's it's it's, you know, it
1: is what it is.
0: Yeah, and you you can and I won't lie you guys, I won't lie my listeners. You can definitely see the similarities. But at the same time the parts where you see the nazism it's not glorified like it's like it, it, it's you know the yeah it's frowned upon and you learn to hate the characters that are doing this to innocent characters and and it's one of those shows where it's like again i wish i could give you a kind of synopsis Other than there's people who are basically giants and then people trapped in a set of castles and they're trying to kill these giants and they're trying to figure out where these giants are coming from. But at the same time, you get into season three and basically once you get halfway through season three, it's like everything you know is fucking wrong. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Nothing is, like, this is the perfect way to say, every shit has hit the fan, what do we
0: do? Yeah, exactly, and uh, there's a character, and we had mentioned him uh, earlier, Levi. Now, this guy is a character that I vibe with the most, and he is my favorite fucking character of this show, even though I know he's really, really generic. But this guy is basically like the biggest beast, biggest titan killer of the entire show.
1: Oh, oh, he's not
0: big, but he's the best. But... But... This guy is like, he's super quick. He is like, unnaturally quick. And all this crap. And he doesn't show emotion very often at all. Yeah, he doesn't. Except for like, maybe on four instances. And I'm going to rate those instances from which, I mean, I'm going to say they're all great. But you know i'm going to i'm going to save the best one for the last and i'm pretty sure kj is knows yeah. exactly which one i'm going to talk about I already, last I already, I already know. but one of them is um just to give a little background there's a titan or there are titans who are actually intelligent they're not stupid and they know exactly what they're doing and they're called the founding titans right kj those are the Titan Shifters. The shifters and the or whatever. First one is the yeah. And basically they're the only there's nine of them and they're the only ones that can go from Titan to human and human to Titan. They're the only ones that can transform. Yeah. And the rest of them are basically stuck as Titans until they eat another one of those Titans who are the intelligent ones so you you have this female titan who's trying to capture the main character eren and levi has like his best squad on the job and they just get demolished
1: straight straight
0: cook. and Sheffin on the ass. Is exactly what she did. Yeah, and he's going through basically looking at all their bodies in every which way. And then he finds the one that he was actually in a small way in love with. And she was basically stomped into a tree and bent at a 45 degree angle. And you just see her face and she's like covered in blood and then the rest of her body ...is cut off by the camera angle. But you just see... Oh, yeah. you, you just see this... Dark shadow come over his face. That's really the first time... I would say you see... Any emotion on him. And then the second one is just a few episodes later. Which is when there's these guys... Trying to rescue one of their comrades... Out of this forest... Or they're trying to rescue his body, at least, so that they can bury it. And then there's these titans chasing after him. And so, they're forced... Oh, excuse me. They're forced to drop the bodies and everything. And they're telling Levi, you're fucking heartless. How could you do this? Your own people are in that fucking forest. Don't you feel anything about them? And then at the end of this episode, all of a sudden, Levi comes up to him, or it comes up to both of them, and he goes, Here, this is proof to me that they all lived, and he has all their badges in his hands, and he hands the one that they were trying to save his body, hands, hands him that badge, and... I'm trying to think. Of what's what's another one, KJ? Before I talk about the big one, I um. I know there's one more somewhere. Before I talk about the big one, like, I don't, is, there one more? is there? See, that's see, that's what we mean, guys. Is like you don't see a lot of emotion coming from this guy, but the. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and jump in to the big one here, and that is episode one of season three. I don't know how I can describe the scene, except for it turns me into a little girl every time I watch it. I mean, I become a squealing little girl, and that is, uh, they're in the capital of this city. Uh... Levi and the scout regiment and they're on the roofs they're kind of spying on everything and Levi huh I didn't say
1: anything.
0: oh and Levi is all of a sudden going hey have you he- ever heard the story of Kenny the guy who was the mass murderer and the girl that he's with was just like oh I thought that was only a legend you know, and he goes, no, he's real. I lived with him for a few years. And she's like, huh, that's crazy. And then he's like, I don't know. Something is is weird about this. But no, if Kenny were to invade something like this, he would probably come up on a roof right behind. And as he's saying this to himself in his head, you see a figure climb the roof right behind them and then he's like wait and then you hear a gunshot and then the girl that he's with you just see her freaking collapse in slow motion and one thing that a lot like my hero but not quite too not quite as significant or proficient is attack on titan is able to make gore and scenes that shouldn't be beautiful Beautiful. Extremely well
1: done artwork. Like now, over the
0: gory. It's, but it's, it works. And, and and it's just like you shouldn't you shouldn't look at the way that somebody that just got shot in the head as like, oh god, that was filmed beautifully. But like you can't help it but look at the show and think that like somehow the gore they are able to make it actually look So artistic in a way that it's actually beautiful. It's weird. It's weird, guys. But you see this girl just collapse. And in slow motion. And then Levi pulls out his two swords from his omnidirectional gear. And he just goes, GENI! And he freaking screams. And you never, ever, ever, up until that point... Hear that level of volume come out of his mouth like at any point ever, and you actually visibly see the anger and disdain and everything on his fucking face. I had never seen anything like it before in that show, and then to finally see him do that, gosh, I like I said, I turn into a little girl every fucking time I see it happen. Every fucking time. Oh. And
1: It's it's not like. It's like when Kenny. I'm not with Kenny. When Levi shows emotion, it hits you in a very special place because you think he's indestructible. You do. That's how much he's seen you.
0: That and that. Man. Yeah, like you. You. Like, you, you basically look hurt? at. Yeah, you basically look at him as the guy who cannot be hurt by anything regardless of what happens. You, just like KJ just said, you think he's fucking invincible, but then this shit happens, and it's just this one guy, like, he's seen hundreds and hundreds of his comrades destroyed by Titans, but this one guy shows up, kills one of his comrades, and he's the one who's able to bring that level of hate out of Levi. And that's, it's, it's not just the initial emotion of, you know levi showing that but at the same time it's just like who is this motherfucker and why does he hurt levi so bad like why is one person causing this much damage to levi you know um but i don't know if i would call attack on titan introduction anime i fell in it was it was my first anime that i ever watched And the reason for that is because somebody in high school was just like, hey, you love Godzilla, right? Which they're absolutely right. I love Godzilla. I've grown up all the way from watching the black and white 1954, you know, Godzillas. And they were like, you know what? You like Godzilla. Let's watch the first episode of Attack on Titan. And I was like, okay, cool. And then, you know, the whole episode goes on. It's kind of slow. And the part that hooked me immediately was... You see that lightning bolt come down towards the end of the first episode. And it's wet. And, And you just see a hand come over this wall that's over 100 meters tall. You just see a hand come over this wall and then a head peek over it. And I was hooked. I was hooked like that. I was just like, oh, shit, they're fucked. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was looking too good. I thought the show was going to end after the episode. 1. <laughs> I thought it was
1: just a just a
0: little teaser. And, and that's, that's the thing. It's like literally every episode has you thinking like, how the hell are they going to get out of this? How the hell are things going to swing in their direction? And Armin, oh my gosh. His almost death has me in tears every freaking time I watch it. That man, got it. <laughs> and Armin, Armin is one of those characters that you really, you, you sit there and you're just like, oh gosh, he's he's a pussy. He's like the wimp of the show, but he's actually super, super intelligent. He's a genius. He's he is a he is a genius. He just gets a little nervous and he's not really the warrior type. But then this motherfucker ends up becoming the colossal titan himself, which is the one that I was talking about that had that hand over that wall. And it's gosh, I could I could make a whole podcast just on Attack on Titan. I really could just because of how excited it makes me every freaking time. But you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's one of those, I don't know, I highly, highly recommend it. But I don't know if I would put that as your first anime. If I'm going to put any anime as your first, there's going to be one of two. And we already talked about Full Metal, but I'm going to transition into the last one here and then we're going to talk about avatar the last airbender just because i feel like kj and i have earned a good cry um i can't do it then, Chris. yes can't. you can let's do it we can do it together we can do it we can cry together you, I can't. about uncle iroh all right so we're going to talk about um another one that i think is a good introduction and that is my hero academia now, I would put it. I would watch. I would. I would say Naruto is a better. Inter- that's a good one. That is a good one. I haven't watched Naruto yet, just because everybody says it's just filler hell. And it, it is. And once you get past that, it's it's really not that bad. But I still, I I couldn't really
1: get into it, so I still gotta. I still gotta watch that.
0: But. Honestly, if you're looking for, like, and and My Hero Academia has a great balance of action that is serious, like, people are actually fucking dying and this is real, and action that's just like, oh, this is for the school and this is for competitions, but at the same time, they still make it almost, if not just as intense. As the stuff where it's real and there's actually lives at stake, um, and the characters—I mean, each character is pretty damn unique—and I will say, for it, my Hero Academia, in a lot of ways, is pretty lighthearted in some episodes. You know, there's a lot of times where it's just—it's just funny. It is, especially. Oh, man, but- um, you know, you've got characters like not just Mineta, but Kaminari. You've got, um, oh gosh, who's the guy who gets messed up by Stain? And he's the class president. Huh? Ida. Ida. Yeah, he, he just, he's, he's the one who takes his class president role way too seriously. And it, it just, it works and it makes everything funny. And then you've got, um, Oh gosh, who's the other funny ones? Froppy, I love Froppy. She may Bobby. not be funny, but she's Bobby one of my favorite characters. Character. Huh? Froppy is, character. huh? is just a lovable character. She she's is, and she's, and she's one of the few characters that they don't try to sexualize as often the as the it others. Work. It wouldn't work. Yeah, and but it's just it's such a charming show, especially when you meet. A character named Lamillion. Oh yeah, he's he he's dope. He he's like the Jesus of all the heroes. Like I would, he, I would say of the students, of the students. Of the students. He, because he's just so pure.
1: He's pure hearted. Like there's there's not a, also, there's not a speck of black on his
0: on his heart. Exactly. Like nothing and and like and he hadn't done any fuck shit like Midoriya had done trying to be the hero when he shouldn't have been, you know, he didn't do anything like that. You know, every everything he's done, he's done everything right by the book. And this guy's only desire was just to save people with a smile on their face, just like All Might and just like Midoriya wanted to do. And then spoiler alert again, incoming. This guy loses his powers. He loses his quirk, and this episode where he loses his quirk is so freaking dramatic and powerful. It makes me cry, especially when. They didn't even have to.
1: Like it's a great story building tool Mm -hmm.
0: because it makes it it forces them like, hey, your strongest student is out. You this dude has to shine but it's not just that but what 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 gets me about it is like he loses his quirk and still whoops ass. exactly he's just like all right confuse your opponent predict their next move like all the steps even when he had his quirk he's still using all the same steps that he would have used and it's fucking working And he's holding this girl and dodging all these rocks and stalagmites and everything that are coming after him. And he's able to dodge most of them until, unfortunately, he can't. But, spoiler alert, he does not die. He lives. But, like, gosh, that's probably... Other than... There's two episodes. Muscular, muscular. you, a, you know, you a, knew exactly what I was going to talk that about. Is, that is a gorgeous scene. Bro, and, and what From gets, to ending, it was just so beautiful. like, and, and what, what kills me is just like, he, the way that, like, Muscular's got him, and then Midoriya looks back at Code, and he's just like, it's okay, it'll all be okay. I won't let him get past me. Koda, run. And then Muscular is just like still looking after him. Oh, man. Oh, you're, the, you're the greatest, kid. He, and, and then Midoriya is just like, shut up, damn it. That scream right there that Midoriya does. When he's just like, shut up, damn it. And then he just like basically pins him to the ground And as he's doing so, it slows down, and then you just hear All Might, a real hero, will always find a way for justice to be served. And then Midoriya just starts being like, I'm sorry, Mom, I tried my best, please forgive me, All Might. And then the screen goes black, and then you just see... And
1: it starts to make sense. Have you been uh, keeping up with the new season?
0: Season five? No. Yeah. No, I haven't. Chris, <laughs> everything adds up. You remember in the tournament where that dude brainwashed him? Oh yeah, you're talking. Uh, he's he's actually the fan favorite. You're talking about Shinzo. Yeah, Shinzo is amazing. I, yeah, I. I the problem is, and this is one of the things I wanted to talk about with anime. And I'm gonna put this disclaimer out there. It's I like animes that are both sub sub and dub, but I fuck with it. it has to be sub. But it, 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 there it, are certain, there are some that can go dub. Like My Hero's Not That Bad. Yes. Yeah, my not that bad. Full Metal's good. If you watch
1: One Piece and dub, I can't fuck with you. <laughs> I can't. Cause well, because Luffy has Kid Gohan's voice. So, it's 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 disgusting. <laughs> Gohan is supposed to be training okay. on Planet Namek, not trying to eat not eating devil fruits and shit. That man, no, Chris, that Chris, I'm telling you, you're gonna
0: you're gonna watch a clip of it and be like, yeah, this shit sucks. Anyway, but you. but for me, for me, it depends on which one I watch first. Now, I had never seen an anime or a Godzilla movie for that matter that was only sub, not dubbed. I had never seen any of it, but then somebody showed me Attack on Titan and it was on Netflix, but of course they only had the sub version. But I was so hooked that I didn't care. And then about two years later... About two years later, I tried to watch the dub, and I was like, "Oh hell no, I can't do this. And it doesn't it does work." That bad, but when you have sub, you have people who portray that original character. Yeah. They put
1: their energy into those screams, emotional. Exactly. Uh, uh, speeches like, uh, I
0: will say, whoever voices All Might, bro. That's a,
1: that's a good voice actor, even though he does a lot
0: of other voices. When that scream when he let off a, when a box got taken, just no, like it, old. No, the one the one that gets me every time is um United States of Smash when he fights uh, all for one. Yeah, that's the one that gets me. Oh, yeah, I can, I can't. Like, but, man. like, his his voice, like, the dub version of his voice fits the character so well. Yeah, like, especially when he's in his muscle form, okay. you know. Like, it it's, it's just perfect, but, you know, and then you've got some animes where I prefer the dub, and My Hero Academia is one of them. I prefer the dub over the sub when it comes to that show. So it, but if I'm going to give two of them, I'm going to go with my buddy KJ. I'm going to say Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which I believe is still on Hulu. So Hulu, you owe me some royalties for promoting you. And then you've got Attack on Titan, which is, or no, My Hero Academia, which is also on Hulu. The first four seasons and the first four are all in dub. And then Season 5, which is just now airing, um, is only hey, subbed. Yes, sir?
1: I know you don't care about spoilers.
0: Yeah. You gotta hear about the the
1: past behind uh, One for All.
0: Oh, shit.
1: So, Deku found out... So, they had another little tournament type type of thing, but it was like teams...
0: I remember that, and it's Class One A against Class One B, right? Yeah, and Class One B is actually fire, dog. I I remember hearing about. I remember reading that like they they actually put up a fight this time class around. One B has some has some heavy hitters, but
1: Bakugo's team swept them in in less than five minutes. <laughs> swept them. It was it was the, it was the fastest match. Bak- Bakugo
0: went off. That was that was beautiful. Um, Have you seen a yeah. tale of two heroes yet? No, bro. You got to. But continue. So,
1: you know how the one for all power is like a
0: stockpiling of the quark passed down from people, and it gets stronger and stronger as it's passed down. Yeah. Um. They
1: didn't. They didn't mention that it also takes whoever. The user is, it takes their quirk and passes that down, too. Hmm. So, but, when All Might had it, um, he couldn't access it because the time wasn't right for it to be accessed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Deku has six other quirks within his body.
0: Oh, shit.
1: So, and, like, the thing about it is, like, he he accidentally accessed one of them because in the in the tournament it's like team versus team. Yeah. And the objective is you your team you act as the heroes the enemy team acts as the villains and the same goes for them they try to it's like last team standing but you have to put them in a
0: cage to lock them up or knock them out mm-hmm. and the last team standing wins. Yeah.
1: And he was he was trying to have like a a sneak attack to go up to him and capture this dude and this this random quirk with these giant black tentacles came out of his hands and started destroying shit. <laughs> and then um while this was happening the user of that quirk like um, he was he, like he was uh, visualizing the inside of the cork
0: where the other the other users had been. Yeah. And the user of that cork spoke to him and said, "Yeah,
1: you just use my cork. It's called Black Whip." <laughs> and like he said, "Yeah, like when I had it, it was strong, but the one that you have is way stronger than whatever
0: I had." Hmm.
1: He was like the third user of one for all or all for one. So, Deku's got some strong quirks within his body. Damn. He,
0: the, just, the, he just doesn't Deku, know about them.
1: Yeah. And the All-For-One, or
0: All-Might, didn't have a quirk. Yeah, so neither why. did Deku. Yeah.
1: But the one before him, uh, Shigaraki's grandmother, mm-hmm. had, the pl- had the power to float. So, Deku can technically... Fly, technically, he can float on air and stuff. Hmm. So that's that's two of the powers that we know that he has within all for one or one for all.
0: Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I, like as soon as they come out with the dub, I mean, I'll check it out. It's just I watch the dub first, and it's really really hard for me to watch the sub.
1: I feel you. I feel you.
0: Um. But we're going to close with uh, a tearjerker, everybody. Um, we, we can't do that today, Chris. I can't. A, and that is Avatar The Last Airbender. A phenomenal show. It is Even great. Even though it's technically not an anime, if it's, you want to get into just great shows in general, I consider it one It's just because everything about the show is perfect. It is. Even Legend of Korra the series after it's fire. And Legend of Korra is great, except for I can't stand book two, and I can't stand book four. I only like book one, and I love book three, especially with Zaheer, because Zaheer is a beast. But the reason why I call Avatar a tearjerker, well, I'm going to say this first. If you're one of those people who's like You're an in-betweener. You know, they're all cartoons to you. Or, you know, you don't know if you want to consider it an anime. Or you don't know if you can get into anime. I think Avatar is one of those shows where it can bridge the gap between the two. Or Afro
1: Samurai is
0: another good one. Or, yeah, Afro Samurai is another one. But what makes this show so heartbreaking is... There is a character who is the best character in the whole show even in the second season or a second show, second series. And that is Uncle Iroh, who is the brother of what's his name from the Fire Nation? Um Ozai. Yeah, he's he's Ozai's older brother and he's voiced what was that? Yeah, he's he's a general, and he's like super, super strong firebender, but at the same time, he's got, for being a firebender, for being a part of the Fire Nation, he's got, throughout the show, you're just like, huh, he seems kind of lighthearted for being a firebender, or being a firebender, a part of the Fire Nation, and you just kind of come to find out that he believes in the Avatar and the balance of, you know, the all the elements yeah. and everything. And you find out that he actually saved the last two dragons in existence single-handedly. So that the... So that the Fire Nation wouldn't try to
1: hunt them. Mm hmm. And they were the two original firebenders that uh,
0: passed their secrets down through rituals and stuff. Instead of just like, using hate, which is what yeah. uh, Zuko. No. Ozai. Uh, no, not Ozai. Um, Gosh. The one with the scars. Zuko, right? Yeah. Yeah, Zuko, he, you know, Zuko and Ozai, they use basically, like, the hate form of firebending, but then um, Zuko and Aang go find the last two dragons, the original firebending masters, and they're actually able to learn firebending in the way that it was originally intended.
1: And Uncle Iroh would always say, Firebending comes from
0: the heart. Mm-hmm. Firebending comes
1: from clearing your chakra and letting the energy flow within you instead of hatred.
0: Yeah. But the best episode of this show, and I'm going to give a little bit of trivia mixed in, is the character Iroh was voiced by a Japanese gentleman named Mako, who... ...did a phenomenal job as Iroh, but come to find out that he was actually diagnosed with a late stage of throat cancer, and he knew that he was going to be dying. So, they had written a song together which was intended for the end of the show, but Mako knew he was dying... So he asked that it be the last thing that he is able to record. And that is the song, Leaves from the Vine, which I was singing earlier in this podcast. And KJ kept telling me, no, 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 no. But what makes this so much more heartbreaking is towards the end of the song, this man actually starts crying. And I read a little bit further into it, and that is because Mako himself actually started crying while recording the song, because he knew that it was going to be the last thing he recorded for the show, and he was, he loved doing the show, he enjoyed it so, so much, and so every once in a while, if I feel like crying, I just fucking pop on that song, and I just cry like a little girl, um, but uh i mean i feel like we've covered a pretty good portion of our animes we're going on an hour and a half here kj you want to add any um no not really i think we had a good a good little discussion all right so yeah we did have a good discussion so we're going to close with leaves from the vine falling so slow Like fragile tiny shows drifting in the foam. Little soldier boy, come marching home. Brave soldier boy, comes marching home. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And also, my buddy KJ. um, he has an up-and-coming YouTube channel. As soon as he actually starts posting or figuring out what he wants to do on there, um, I will definitely be promoting him on this podcast, and I'd like to... You already know... I already know what? Yeah, you already know what's going on. You know, the YouTube is coming along. It I is. really
1: forgot about it, because this new job, I've just been working.
0: Yeah, I feel that. Um, but, anyway, so... It's coming along, so just keep an ear out. Um, If you guys enjoyed today's episode, please let me know. Uh, Hit me up on Snapchat, C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-J-O-H-N-S-O-N in all lowercase letters. Let me know what you thought of our listing of animes, and if you have any other animes you would like us to talk about, maybe in the future, if KJ and I can do this again, and he and I have seen them. Or maybe they're ones that you want us to check out and we can find the time for it. We will certainly do so. So I thank you guys for listening so much. You guys have a good one and peace out. All right, everybody.